Hey, this is former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. And you're looking at the, and you're listening to, and you're watching the Shooting Shit Podcast. Yes, yes, it is me, Gerald Zipupe, and you are watching Shooting Shit. Yes. The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Oh, gentlemen, I don't even know how to start episode 113, man. I'm I am exhausted. But I feel like we've oh god bless every week with this guy. We we he's survived. The most, he's the biggest Chicago guy I know. We we survived Literally. the uh yep. <laughs> yep. anybody want a hot dog? <laughs> Basically you cheeseburger, cheeseburger, cheeseburger. Yeah, foot longs. Buy one get one free, baby. Right up your alley there. Hit the hit the right up something. <laughs> Couldn't even get out a great fucking opening. It's just Chicago's fucking. At least, he, at least, and I didn't even get to tell a dad joke. Oh, oh my dude. god, the fucking world weeps. <laughs> no, I know, man. I know. I actually like his dad joke. Cheer me up, buddy. Give me one. Hit me. All right, so I got to tell you though. about this. So you all know, um, I went into Chicago the day before we came down for the live pot, the live show. And so I met this really nice woman on um out while I was out in the city with the wife and you know the kid and stuff. Only thing was that she had one leg and her name was Eileen. <laughs> was that good for you, Sean? Yeah. <laughs> All right, there we go. Sean is laughing because he knows a damn one-legged bitch in Chicago oh. named Eileen. <laughs> yeah, you, just, Sean's down there. You know you her too. She, how how do you think she only has one leg? <laughs> Jesus! Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, there is no scissoring with somebody with just one leg. It's a broken scissor. Yes, there is. Um, <laughs> it's just easy. Less chance of getting cut. <laughs> and they can't run away, dude. What are they gonna do? Run away? All right, 
Talking about wanting fast. to run away. Roll fast. <laughs> <laughs> Is this where you want to be when Jesus comes back? Talking about a one-legged lady in Chicago? Uh, <laughs> Bro, bro, Jesus is ashamed of all of us at this point. <laughs> yeah, and to be completely no honest with you, after the week I've had, I'm not sure he's even fucking paying attention, so I really don't fucking know. <laughs> uh, dude, I, I've seen this thing on TikTok. Uh, <laughs> this guy was talking about he saw a person take a shit in the freaking uh, front lawn of somebody. And this person thought it was their dog that took a shit, so they went to go pick it up. He said that it, he couldn't sleep for a week when he saw that. And the person was like, well, why? Is it because you couldn't imagine picking it up the uh, like human shit? He goes, no, dude. I saw that and it confirmed to me that God really isn't looking out for us. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> you let me pick up pieces of human fucking shit and you're not fucking no. watching us. <laughs> Welcome to my world, buddy. It's just one big pile in the yard after another. Oh, dude. So you have weeks like that. You know, sometimes you have days where it's just, you know, you're picking up shit outside and you don't know what it is. I've shit in somebody's yeah. yard before. You fucking animal. I knew you did. I'm not I, surprised by that revelation. I've shit on the hood of somebody's car before. I'm not surprised by I, that I, revelation I've either. That. What? I have done that. And I, I have shit, done that. I shit in the back of a bread delivery truck one time as well. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this bread smells like shit. It's a fresh it's a fresh loaf right out of the oven. I'm not proud of that one. <laughs> You're not I'm not proud super of proud of that one, but uh, shit happens. <laughs> Man, this episode's already going to shit. We are shooting yeah. shit. We are going to get off of shit. And kind of talk about last weekend, man. If you guys were fortunate to join us for the three hours that we gave you shit pure gold, where we didn't shit the bed. I thought we had a good show, man. It was a nice three hours at Copeland's Bar and Grill in Mantino, Illinois, where we did our first live watch-along of WWE's premium live uh, show known as Survivor Series. <laughs> Gentlemen, what would you guys think of the weekend? Man, it, it, it was everything I had wanted it to be and then some. I mean, you know, Josh and his staff were great, so kudos to, you know, shout-outs for for, to them for that. Um, I mean, we had some interaction. seemed like the people that were watching the show with us were enjoying themselves and stuff, and... Like you said, let's hope, let's hope this isn't the this was a one and done thing. Let's hope for uh, we get to do this again sometime. Nice, Jody. How about you, man? Since you got a different experience than we did, you were actually home based for this one. I was. I uh, I was really happy that that show wasn't a fucking AEW show because that shit would have been five and a half hours, and I would have fucking checked out. I would have been like, "Fuck y'all, yeah. I'm going to bed." <laughs> Um, no, oh, it, it was it, it was really really great because um, like the show like kind of the Survivor Series was real fucking to the point, man. Kept flowing, kept going. The only downside is I was on a fucking delay. Other than you guys, because I was watching on <laughs> you guys actually had the pay per view stream at the bar. Um, but. I thought it was really fun. It was great. You know, the show was definitely uh, good. And the, you know, the swerve ending was fantastic. 
We're going to get into that in a minute. That's the next topic of the night. Silver Wolf with the silver hair. What you think, um, To be completely honest with you, man, uh, just for, for reasons out of my control, I really didn't remember a lot. Uh, I remember most of the day, like when you guys got here and hanging out with Jerry, which Jerry, thank you so much for showing up, man. It meant the world yes. to all of us. Um, I got a chance to really you know, spend some time with him and catch up. It's been a long time since I talked to him. So that was really cool. Uh, the food yeah, that's great. why we were setting and, up, Jovan. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah, Joe doesn't um, know that's another story. I'll tell you, Joe, in a little bit. Yeah, whatever, dude. <laughs> I was uh, – I was outside talking to Jerry smoking when they decided they wanted to set up. And I'm like, I just lit a cigar and Dennis goes, come here. We need you. For the, the actual reason why I we were there, Joey. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And you did a great job. Uh, I was real happy with it. Um, <laughs> I, I, I pretty much had to watch it all back on Sunday because I didn't, I didn't really remember a lot of it. Um, I had a lot of fun and I do know that we're going to be going back. So we, we've already got the invite to be back for Royal rumble in uh, January, I believe. Yo, so shit. Uh, in the meantime, look at I us being all successful to, and shit. I'm, right? No, okay. man. Yeah. I mean, we got a lot of good feedback. You know, the, the great thing was uh, like everybody that watched <laughs> that. all the, all this, all the servers and all the girls that worked there and everybody who walked in, you know, they were coming in, some of them just kind of standing there watching us do our thing and watching the show. And and uh, everybody that I talked to that night after you guys left said, you know, like you guys looked like you were having a good time. You know, they were pretty sure. impressed with the way we handled ourselves. And and uh, Josh, of course, kicked ass. And I was so happy that he was a part of it. Uh, he got to be yeah, for, as for long pretty as he much was, the dude. entire yeah, he was there for most of the show. I think he stepped out during Zoe Stark and Rhea Ripley. I'm not 100 percent sure about that. I think I went to go take a shit then. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, man. I mean, Josh was a great host. We we you know the servers took real good care of us. DDJ still owes a tip to one of the waitresses, so we're gonna make sure that <laughs> oh, gets taken care of. Problem. Absolutely, <laughs> I'm waiting for that information. I've been asking you. I'll get. I, I'm gonna get it for you this weekend, buddy. Get it for um, me this weekend. No, nah, dude, it was some money. It was a good time. You know, I mean, the bar was pretty packed with kids by the time we were done. So we literally spent most of the rest of the night just sitting in that room and just, uh, you know, the, us three and Jerry and Josh just sitting around the table having a couple of drinks and just talking wrestling, talking life, just joking, you know, having a good time. And Gabby was there, and that was great uh, for her to sit there and, and be a part of it. And that was awesome. So, I mean, I enjoyed it, man. I'm glad we're going to get a chance to do it again. And I'm looking into getting some sponsors and stuff so we can get some money raised up so we can uh, increase our equipment so Javon don't have to work so hard getting us set up next time. So one thing that's a good time. So one thing one thing I want to add to this is that you know, you all know my wife isn't a real big wrestling fan, but she watched a lot a good portion of the live show. And she actually we were talking about this when I got home on Sunday. She actually expressed interest in coming down with me for the next time we do this and actually possibly coming on and stuff. So I think that won her over because she kind of liked and she wanted said she'd like to be a part of the next one that we do. 
Oh, that's awesome, man. Good. She's a hot yeah. one fan. You could tell me. It's okay. Yeah, dude. It's okay. Oh, my and God. Get was, over I yourself. You got one fan. Just tell her, hey, let her know I'm going to text her the belts so that she can bring me. <laughs> she can box them up. I'm only going to take three. One for me, one for Joe Vaughn, and one for Joey. You guys let me know which ones you want. Yes, sir. Yeah, wait, hold on. Well, so yeah. that's that's more important than this other shit. So who's getting which one? I don't know. I, I kind of want the the I would like to get the smoking skull belt because it's really the only one that I'm chasing right now. Can, can you put your because the other ones are more giant head down so I can see the wall there? Yeah, you can move up the wall. We're doing we're doing some shopping, man. Move. Yeah. Yeah, we're scouting things out now, but we're ruining my Christmas. I mean, there's an fuck. There's there's an intercontinental. There's the the big eagle. He's got uh, the AEW over there. There's a lot of Ring of Honor belts up there. I know. That's why I'm, I'm trying to like what Ring of Honor belts are DJ? I got oh I got the original Women of Honor Championship. Uh huh. Um, I got a six man and then okay. a. Is that, do you uh, put that on Honor when TV you want to feel pretty? <laughs> yep. I do. I do. I do like the TV title too. Yeah, the TV title is pretty iconic. Yeah, and I think you got an NWA right the 10 pounds of gold. No, I do not have that. You don't one. have that one. No, yet. Oh. I, <laughs> no. I want that one too. Do you finally, uh, you finally uh, run out can, of money? Can I, can I, uh, can, can I nope, get the I'm white belt? You want the white intercontinental? Yeah, I like the look of that belt, man. Yeah, well, dude, I, I got one of those, but I got one of those, it's right there. Yeah, but mine signed by uh, Gold Dust. Gold dust. Yeah. Well, my dream is to know, get Cody to sign the. If I can get Cody to sign the other side, that would be fucking cool. Oh, I bet that you can make that happen. Yeah, you just need to get ringside seats at a house show that he's going to be at. Everybody. Oh, fuck him! There's that one kid that made out like a bandit on Monday Night Raw. Got autographs from Orton and Cody. Yeah, yeah that, that little yeah, bastard. Dude. Little prayer. <laughs> <laughs> you know what though Sean I'm going to hit on something real quick That you talked about a second ago man When you were giving your recap of uh, Our live show With uh, maybe looking for sponsors For the next one man And put it out there right now If you guys want to sponsor shooting shit We'll be more than happy to put your logo On some of our promotional items that we'll have uh, Ready for the next time that we actually do a live So <clears throat> it will be a fair amount of uh, good promotions. If you watch the actual mm -hmm. show, we promoted the hell out of Copeland's Bar and Grill while we were there for three hours. Yes, we, we put over food the was food. awesome, by the way. We put over the yeah. drinks, the wait staff, our waitress, mean top notch, great lady. Uh, he was awesome. That Dennis, yeah. that Dennis Stifter. Oh, um, totally Stifter. <laughs> totally yeah. Stifter. And he ate, and he ate two dinners, and he's still two stiffer, you know. dinners. It was an appetizer and dinner, dude. They went and got you your own fucking dino nuggies, you shit. And they, you they, throw didn't, they ran out of dino nuggies, and you couldn't throw her an extra two fucking dollars. <laughs> I didn't have any cash on me. <laughs> he was like, I don't have no cash. I, I was like, There's an ATM, like right there. But that ATM was not working. Yeah, yeah, but. Like I'm saying, if you guys want to uh, sponsor the show for when we do our live outings, let us know. You can contact any of us. All of our information is on the show uh, description. I'm a whore. I'll wear anything you send. I'll fucking <laughs> I'll fuck anything you send. I'll, I didn't know where you was going with that for a second I'll, there. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll wear anything you send. I'll put some fucking stickers on my asshole if you want. I don't care. 
whatever product you got, <laughs> we'll show the fuck out of it. Well, we also I, get. <laughs> oh, go ahead. I don't care if it's. I don't care if it's FDA approved or not. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care what port of customs it came through, dog. You got some shit, and we FDA like it, and for... you're gonna sponsor us. I'll show the fuck out of it. <laughs> Let's go. Here comes Joey K's spot for generic dick pills and yeah. royal jelly. Yeah, yeah. yeah I can't. <laughs> FDA stands for fucking... fuck them assholes. Novon, don't forget, we also have uh, eventually launching soon online Superpowers Comics. We do have Superpowers Comics coming very, very soon, gentlemen. So once um, Jimmy has that fully going, we'll have to see what he was going to do with that, man. A lot of cool cool things coming up with that in the future. But, um, you know, I I wanted to hit one other thing real quick before I give my take on the show, man. Uh, Sean, I know there's some places that you frequented that actually sponsored some things in the last show. Yeah, uh, Dark Horse uh, Tattoo, Dark Horse Tattoo 17, my man Nestor, he just touched me up with a little bit of ink, I'm sorry I can't really show you guys, but it's new, uh, does great work, custom tattoos, you don't you don't walk in a shop and pick something off the wall, man, he just draws it up for you, um, he's an amazing artist, and uh, I, I was more than happy to shout him out, and Big Fella's Mobile Cigar Lounge, um, they actually posted, they cut a snippet from the show and posted it on their TikTok. Oh shit. So you can not only not only do you see it on our TikTok, but you can see it on their TikTok too, which is awesome. So they're pumping us up and they were really, really happy with the response that they got. And we have added followers from Big Fellas Mobile Cigar Lounge to our TikTok. So we need somebody to do our TikTok. So somebody please help us do our TikToks. That would be awesome. If you're looking if you're looking into the holiday season for a charity, I want you to help (laughs) the four of us sad fucking old degenerates (laughs) (laughs) out of the kindness of your wonderful heart because we don't have the time ability some of us mental capacity to handle any of this that'd be that's me he's talking about so so we'd appreciate a little holiday miracle from anybody who is smart with the tiktok yeah yeah or at least just has the time to do it if you yeah yeah, if you're down with the talk, man, just let us know. <laughs> we could yeah. use the hey, there's you're a, down with the tick or the talk. There's a, somebody... there's a there's a there's a there's a free t-shirt in it for you, a possible title belt, and um we'll shout you out. Maybe, yeah, like it may be a hand job. Oof, uh maybe. I would say like maybe a Mick Foley, Big Eagle. No, no way, that, that one's one right saying with DDA me. Shoulder. That that one that it's, one that would be too. You know, a possibility. <laughs> yeah, will be added well, to and the it's signed, of choosing one of Dennis's belts that we're going to take from him. Yeah, how's yeah, that? Yeah, as soon as, as soon as he's in the ground, you got one, baby. <laughs> I love how y'all are like just anxious for me to die. Like, don't <laughs> give a fuck about my life or anything like that. You just I mean, want me to die. I wouldn't I say like that, well, dude. And I was pretty clear. I when just I feel said, like. There's a, probably a divorce coming, and you get kicked out, and we're getting the belts. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's either the divorce. You don't have to. Do, you don't have to die that. necessarily, but when you get divorced, but how I picture it is, I like love you. Well, you me, Jovan, <laughs> Joey, and Jerry, we're carrying your casket to the hole to All American Boys, and wearing then we get your there, belts. Wearing the belts. Wearing your belts. <laughs> and then as fast as we can let that go, 
we're, we're heading to the basement, baby. We're just gonna start I picking mean, shit out. And be like, I mean, put it I mean, like I'll this. have a tear. I'll have tears running down my face. A tear in my eye. Always one of the with a tear in my eye. Hey guys, with a tear in my eye, fuck you all. Hey yeah, man, fuck you. I was at one of my best friend's funerals this this year, and his family just brought petty. all his his entire record collection. So after the service, everybody just got to go through and divvy up his entire record collection. I remember you it's telling the same me thing. Yeah. Same thing. That's what's gonna yeah, happen. Yeah, but I, you, were That's you gonna... talking about that before your friend passed? Probably. Well, he was didn't know. Really good record he didn't collection? know. He didn't know well, it was an option. Well, he's now. a musician, so I'm sure he was. Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, yeah, I was the asshole, though, and I did. Motherfucker. <laughs> I did. I did make the joke, though. I did make the joke when I was there. I was like, "Yo, a couple of these are probably mine that he stole anyway, so he's ah. yeah. gonna get them back." Did you get them back? Yeah. DJ, we're just no, we're just joking. No, yeah. I know you are. I'm just going along with it. I know you are. I was about to say because if anything, that's not the song that would be going down when you're going down. It would have to be uh, probably you know the Freebirds, Bad Street USA. No. And no, by no, the no, way, no. when 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 I do die, uh, long I want birds and my hair slick back. <laughs> when I and by the way, just for you three, when I oh, die, I want baby. them to bury me face down so y'all can kiss my ass. God, you are you <sighs> are you are. Sticker there ain't a hole deep enough to cover up that ass, brother. You are a big dude. <laughs> They'd have to go too deeper. Now, if they bury you head first, like if your ass is up out of the ground, I am planting something in it. We're grow. We're gonna grow a fucking oh, dude, like, for tree sure. out of your asshole, out of your dead asshole. <laughs> no, no, it's gonna be an oak. No, it's not gonna be a peach tree. That'd be gentle. We're gonna put an oak seed in that son of a bitch to see how big it gets. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well, to get back on track and to get out of the ass talk, I enjoyed our time at Copeland's. <laughs> I'm an ass man. I enjoyed our time at Copeland's Bar and Grill. On Saturday, while we're watching Survivor Series in, Ch- in Mantino, Illinois, <laughs> um, it was nice, man. Jerry was an amazing live fan of the show. Um, very cool to meet up with him for the first time. We've talked a lot, but it was like the first time actually meeting him in person, so that was pretty cool. Um, hats off to Copeland's. They took care of us, you know, and it wasn't even a question. There wasn't no second guessing. As you probably have guessed, no. Twinkle Toes up there forgot to bring cash. So obviously some things were comped for the talent for being there. And they're very gracious for doing that. Um, but our experience as a whole, man, with the exception of us having to be Sean's bitches for a minute, was really nice, <laughs> dude. We, um... Had a great place to set up. I love that area. That was really nice. Um, it don't matter how many shows we do, they're always going to bring that shit up. <laughs> Fuck your, I fucking hate you both. Hey, this was the first oh, show since. But um, the crowd there, actually, some of the servers that stopped in and some of the people that were watching, they were getting into the shows. And yep, um, oh, man, It was a good the, time. The interaction during was pretty fucking awesome, especially towards the end where, um, you know, we'll go ahead and just dive back into it. For those of you who didn't watch spoilers, we did get two returns at the end of the night. Mr. Randy Orton returned. Three, bitch. Three. Three. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, two main ones. Um, 
What? The fucking former NWA heavyweight champ of the world. Yeah. They gave that belt to everybody. Um, yeah, you know, you're right. You're oh right. Oh my god. You're right. You're right. The he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Dude, let me let me see this. Future Hall of Famer. That belt who lost is, all it lost all credibility when they put it on fat ass. So who, who's <laughs> one of the most loved superstars in all of pro wrestling today? It's our truth. Um, yeah. Santino yeah. Morella. <laughs> Santino <laughs> Morella. The blue meanie. Oh God. Mick Foley. There, there, there's three Dude, right that there. Is that is spot on, DDJ. He's he could be meanie for Halloween. Oh, he's got the half shirt. I, so I, I bet he does. I bet he, most of my, he does. Most he puts it on when he wants. I'm too fat for. <laughs> he puts it Man. on when he wants to feel pretty. I feel I feel personally attacked because I got a lot of shirts I'm too fat for. <laughs> well, let's not attack each other. There was three returns. Our truth came back. Hell yeah! Um, doing his thing, man. Being our still coming back. I think. I think our truth though was funnier on Monday night, dude. The, his interaction with Jelly Roll was hilarious. Yes. Um, but getting to the ones that actually are in ring and we care about. Randy Orton. I care about our truth. Ah, you care about everybody. We've already. Yes, I do. But I love you all. Keith Orton is back in the WWE, looking like a million fucking bucks. Dude, he looks better than ever. Gentlemen, how do you book Randy Orton going now into this uh, Mania season? What do you do with him? Hmm. You send also, him to SmackDown and let him take out everybody. Keep in mind, this might be Go his ahead. last run because they've been asking him to retire. I think, it, I, dude, if the question has now been answered, who can take the belt off Roman Reigns? Randy Orton can take the belt off Roman Reigns. Really? That it's believable. It's legitimate. He looks like a million bucks. He has not missed a step. He's one of the most naturally gifted professional wrestlers I have ever fucking seen. And he's just sick enough with his character that if he went over, he started RKO, RKO and Solo and Jimmy. And let's be honest, Jimmy's done. You know, one too many DUIs. He's the, he's the bitch of the group now. You know, I could very easily see him sliding into SmackDown, dropping them on, dropping RKOs on everybody and getting a shot at Roman and possibly taking him out. I mean, if there's anybody legitimate left other than him, I'm I'm willing to hear it. I got to stop you on that because uh, I know it's been a while since he's been there, but uh, about a year and a half ago, that shit was already happening. It's not wasn't believable then. Why is it going to be now? After the guy's surgically fucking repaired and hanging on by <laughs> bread. Exactly. Can't. can't did you that. see? Okay, so did you did you see his his physicality a year and a half ago compared to now? That is the longest stretch this man's had out of the ring since he started. He has nonstop work for what 18, 19, uh, how many years? I don't fucking know. Yeah, but he had career ending surgery. Yeah, it's been it's been a while because he had career ending type surgery. 
I he tell you what, if stopped. his career is ended, he sure shit didn't look like it because he came back. He looked stronger like in his man. upper body and much better. Dude, go look at a picture of him from three years ago and look at a picture of him right now today. Put them okay. side by side and look at it. I think he is off in years. years he is. Yeah, I mean, might- okay, two years, three years. Yeah, I mean. 2020, I seen a video of him today from 2020, and he looked like a fucking teenager, you know, pretty skinny, not as stout. And now he is, I mean, he's had 18 months of rehab and weights and conditioning, just getting ready to be back in the ring. He might not have two, three, four years. And you're right, surgery could be repaired back. He could be fucked up at any moment, at any time. But right now, he's still Randy Orton. He's just a bigger, stronger Randy Orton. I don't know, dude. I don't want to see Randy go after Roman because to me, I need, I need my feel-good story. I need Cody Rhodes to get it from Roman. I need that story finished. I will it happen, I, I, dude? I'd like love to see Cody do to. it too. I still, think but I don't he know does. that it's going to. I still think he does. Yeah, if they would have done it, it would have been last year. It would have been the best build up everything to it right I, now. No, I think with Orton and WrestleMania, I mean, he's it's surprisingly tricky because with them, and I won't say too much because you know we're still going to talk about the other return, and I'm going to give my take on you know his what I think his plans for WrestleMania will be. I don't know if I necessarily can think of anybody for Randy Orton at Mania, but what I would like to see is I would like to see Cody finish the story at Mania. Then, like the night after on Raw or whatever, Randy Orton turns heel and he's the first guy to challenge Cody. Okay, Jody, I give a fuck. I mean, like we're talking, we're talking like we're like it's mania. It's not because we still have to get to the Royal Rumble, and that's the end of January. So there's nothing set in stone. We don't know who's who else is coming around, who else is going to be in the mix. So it's kind of pointless, and it doesn't make any sense. It's all bullshit. Well, that's why the question was, how do you build him going into Mania season? You don't. You don't have to. He doesn't need to beat Roman. He's not going to beat Roman because he's not believable to beat Roman because he can't. They're not going to put him over, and that's that. I don't give a fuck about his 43-year-old surgically repaired body looking so much better than he did two fucking years ago in fucking – you know, COVID WWE where there was fucking video boards on the screen. I don't give a shit about that either. He's not the guy. He's not the one. They're not going to put it on him. That's that. That It's just never going to happen. And he doesn't fucking need it. If it's his last run, why does he need another title run? He's been the champ so many fucking times. He's won all the titles. He's done everything. This is his fucking victory lap. He's going to go have feuds with the guys that he wants to have feuds with, work with who he wants to work with, have some fun. And call it a fucking day. So he's done there. Um, the whole thing, too, is. And this will tie into the next return is this. It's all different now. We can't be thinking like the same way that this shit's been for years. This is a whole different fucking company. Yeah. How many years have they had the That's option? A good point. How many years have they had the option to do the return like they did with Punk? Dude, they had the fucking copyright logo up. The show was over. And literally, the internet has nothing but videos of people like, I guess Punk's not coming back. I'll turn this off. And then all of a sudden, his music hits after the show. They should have been off air. That's how good of a swerve it was. So just that alone says, this isn't the same shit. 
Like, I, I mean, I have no idea. But Randy doesn't need another title. And he doesn't need to be the guy to beat Roman. Plus, they need 100% pure, true, through and through babyface to complete that storyline anyway. And that's not Randy Orton. This babyface bullshit right now, this is like the big fucking warm welcome home pop. We haven't seen you in a year and a half. We're happy you're here. And then he's going to be kicking some old lady's fucking face in. And that's that. And I'm okay with that. That's the Randy everybody wants anyway. If I got to hear that stupid fucking music one more time of his, because I hate his fucking theme song. Um, he hey, might I as love well his theme a, song. He might as well be a fucking heel. You do. You're, you're so white when you say that. I mean, <laughs> I don't give a fuck, man. That is the most Dude, white, bad, well, bad rock. Well, that's because that's the one thing me and that motherfucker have in common. Besides the both that we're good looking and tattooed. I hear voices in my head all the fucking time. That's why I like the song. I can relate to it. It's a personal thing. It ain't just because the music is cool. <laughs> Or whatever, and no, fuck uh, you, dude. You missed, <laughs> you missed the point. The music is not cool whatsoever. It's the most fucking no. generic 2005 rock shit ever, and it makes me want to fucking beat my nuts against this table with a fucking hammer. That's how good it is. I just want to fucking smash my own testicles. It was a ball. Well, I just want to send you a hammer, just so I can see you do it. I'll fucking do it you for Christmas. You do that. You do that. Well, maybe this would be a good time to start, uh, all right. start a Patreon or something. I'm not fucking done yet, <laughs> no, you we're meatballs. Not. He's not done, dude. I'm not fucking yeah, done. Go. go ahead. So, Randy Orton can fucking feud with a broomstick if he wants to, and it's going to fucking be good. It doesn't matter. Who cares? You're all, absolutely right all, about that. I agree with you 100%. And, and he, yeah, he's that fucking good. And yeah, I'll agree with you, Sean. He, he fucking looks great. He he was moving fantastic, but you know how I feel. You're in the fucking sting category now, where it's just like, eh, yeah, uh, I don't want to see you get paralyzed in the ring, bud. That's scary. No, that's I, I get that, man. I do. I do. I get yeah. it. No, I, I and I do, and I, I think that's one of the best qualities about you is like you're. Like most of us, we're just glad he's back. And your biggest concern is why the fuck did you come back, dude, when you could walk away and still be healthy? And, uh, yeah, I, and, and I respect and, the shit out of that. And, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm torn because I, I think Randy Orton is probably – and look, you know, there's an argument for a lot of people, particularly one in John Cena, but who else has done and been WWE for 20 years? Like you said, the longest he's been off was yeah. for this surgery and this injury. Even when he yeah. fucking um went back in the early days when he what was it his elbow or shoulder his shoulder it was yeah, the shoulder that was surgery early yeah that yeah. was like his rookie like his, season yeah um and they had they had year, the yeah. fucking Randy in news. WWE in, on on the major yeah yeah and they had the fucking Randy news deal where he was on there with the fucking sling every yep. week counting down his injury going over his rehab. And like even then, like he wasn't even away from the product after surgery. He was still there and involved. Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah. it's been a long time. So like, I enjoy that. I'm happy he's back. But there is that big part of me that's still like, God damn, man. As much as, as selfishly as I love watching Randy perform and do what he does, because he legit is one of the best. Yeah. I, I mean, did you see the fucking? Um, yeah. That it. I just watched a little clip of it. I guess Seth was talking about the fucking mania RKO, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Watch that. Yeah. Yeah. And he's talking about how we had this idea. All right, let's try it. And they couldn't get it right. And then in the match, they're like, 
fuck it, go for it. Let's do it. Let's and do it. and yeah. it came out as one of the probably in my opinion, the top one of the top three ones that he's done. Yeah. Um yeah. And it worked out so good. Yeah, and that like, is is that the one where he was so excited he he like forgot the penny? Yeah, he, like, he didn't pin yeah. him. And he was he talking about death. Was saying he was so excited that he had it. It took him forever to pin me in the rest. Like yeah, penny. Yeah, and that shit looked yeah. so cool. Like it it looked so effortless. Oh, so it was good. man. And watch um, what is it? What was the show DDJ that was on? Um, wasn't it called like Villains or something or some shit mm-hmm. like that? Evil. Yeah, evil. That's it. Yeah, yeah I couldn't remember. And evil. his his episode yeah, was so fucking good. But here's the thing. Listen to what guys say about him. Listen to what like Triple H, and of course, you know, Triple H and him are friendly and all that stuff. But they're talking about yeah. him from the early days where, where he was a fucking asshole. Because Randy, you know. He yeah. was immature. He was immature. He was, he was a fucking. Yeah, legit. He was a piece of shit, you know, whatever. But they all said the, same, the same thing. thing about Shawn Michaels. Like Rick said it. Triple H said it. That kid just had it, and it was so fucking effortless for him that, yeah, yeah, he could go fuck off. And, you know, while everybody else is working hard, he'll just roll into the ring, have a fucking 25-minute match, make it look like a million bucks with zero effort, and just go fuck off for the rest of the night. Yeah. He doesn't care. Like, that's how good he's always been. Um, And even now, like, in his, you know, I mean, he's, what, 43 now? Right? Yeah. Somewhere in there, yeah. He's like my age. 43, coming off one of the fucking toughest surgeries, you know, for a pro wrestler to have. You know, like the guy, the guy looks like a million bucks. So go out there, have fun. Let him let him work with whoever he wants to, but he doesn't need a fucking title at this point. Or to end or to end that story. I don't know. And I'm not, yeah, I would I'm not gonna argue that with you. I mean, I, I understand that. I think it's a great take. Yeah, man, I'm I'm with Joey K on this one, you guys. I don't see him needing another title right now. Um, he's had the type of career that he could walk away today, and you're still gonna say he was one of the top guys. This is Hall of Famer, first ballot, yep, um, legacy kind of guy. Nothing is gonna push him over that, right? I got a question. Uh, I got a question for Joey K. You mentioned about the WrestleMania 31 RKO being in your top three. Where would you rank the one that he gave to uh, JD McDonough at War Games? Would you put that in your top three or? It's top five, probably. Okay. I mean, I mean it, pop. It was a huge pop, man. But yeah. I Evan Bourne, the one with Evan Bourne. That's yes, number one. Hands hand down, number one. Yeah. Um. And my my honorable mention is uh, not even an RKO, but when he when he dropped that motherfucker on the table and he bounced off of his neck and he was like, "Oh, dude, I love, yeah, I love." <laughs> oh, one of the Bollywood boys, Randy Orton moments. Yeah, one of the Bollywood yeah. boys, I believe. Yeah. He, he, did you know he did that to Dom Monday night? So he's kind of added that to his move set now too. So it's part of you know what I mean. Like he does Dom. Well, let me ask you. I want to ask. The three of you, this because I this just came into my head. We're talking about his in ring ability or whatever. Um, I actually have been watching a lot of wrestling this week because it calms me down. And uh, the more Randy Orton I watched this week, which I've watched a lot, I I'm kind of wondering where you guys think he falls because 
I kind of want to, if, if HBK is the standard, right. If he's, you know, even Ric Flair said HBK is the best in ring worker period bar none. I, I don't, is Randy Orton this generation's HBK? I mean, do you know anybody that's doing it like he does? I mean, would you put him in the same category as, as a Shawn Michaels? I don't know if I would because I, I, I feel like with Shawn Michaels, I mean, Orton really didn't have much of an aerial game. I mean, he was more ground-based and everything, everything, whereas Michaels would kind of, you know, he did a little bit more, you know, every, of everything. So I don't know if I would necessarily. No, I understand what you're saying. That, that, that's a style question. I'm not talking about his style. Okay. I'm talking about the way, the fluidity, the the natural athleticism, his ability to tell a story, carry a match, work with anybody. Uh, you know, I'm not talking about like Shawn okay. Michaels style versus I get, I get, okay. his style of wrestling. I, I, I just mean that. I'm just talking about him as a as a performer. Is he on the level of HBK? Well, thank you for uh, first off apologizing for misinterpreting your question, but the way you explained it to me, I I gotta say, yeah, I think he is. I think he's his generation's HBK. Yeah, because current generation has another HBK. Um, so I think he's his generation, which I'm gonna lump into <laughs> a little bit in that ruthless aggression era. Mm-hmm. Um, he's that era's HBK. Present day is the Miz. Ooh. Uh, okay. Wow. I was gonna um, say the present day for here. me would be Seth. For sure. I'm second Miz's longevity, his, you know, injury record, his ability to make people such as celebrities look great. I'm leaning Miz. I can't, I, and I get what you're saying. I, I, for me though, like you can't compare, I just like HBK is light years ahead of Miz as far as an in-ring performer. But what Miz does and his ability to do it, like, I, I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely not the, uh, you know, fucking tv guy anymore he hasn't been that guy for years like i mean he's definitely earned the respect and the right to call himself a superstar two-time grand slam champion pretty much will work with anybody he's not one of those guys that picks and chooses his opponents you ask him to do something he's going to do it great ambassador for the company great heel pretty good baby face and he had a great match with gunther I, I I mean it was a pretty good match. I think that's one of the best matches he's had with a, you know, in ring in a while. Yeah. I mean he has yeah. good matches, but I think the story he told with Gunther was pretty good, man. I mean there was a moment there where I thought maybe, it, you know, and, and that's what's so good about Gunther is because he had every match he has with, but like you go back to the stuff we had with Chad Gable. You know, <clears throat> there's always a point where. You feel like, oh my God, he's gonna lose the title here, but then it just, you know, and it's old school. What do you think? Oh, yeah, Joe? it's just his strength as a performer, man. I, yeah. I mean, I, I can't argue with the take of the Miz. I mean, I would say personally, I would say it with Seth, but I mean, I get what you're saying. It makes a lot of sense. I, I look, is is he the fucking, you know, flash and style of an HBK, which I do, I do think you have to count a little bit into. No, he's not. Yeah. But I mean, for the fucking career he's had, 
out of fucking nowhere, really. I mean, the guy's a reality yeah. TV yeah. star to I want to be a pro wrestler and, mm-hmm. you know, fucking live your dream, bro. That, that's awesome. And but, fucking and earned it, earned every fucking bit of. What and I'm gonna say this, and I and I know, I know, um, you know, there's a lot of argue, especially nowadays. Obviously, with a guy like MJF, uh, who's better on the fucking mic than the Miz? Yeah. Can you Miz imagine? Was- can you imagine the Miz with the freedom that MJF has? Oh. We'd get that. That talking that, smack promo every time. Oh yeah, yep. I mean, and go. Dude, yeah, that talking smack that. promo was like that flipped a switch in him. I mean, he yep. he was good. Yeah, but that flip. I mean, when a man looks at you in real life and says you're a coward, and your response is, yeah, I mean, and that that kind of really like he was on the downside. Like I felt like he was losing momentum, and then that fucking that sm- that talking smack promo happened, and it's been nothing but ever since. Like it 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 just put him in a different gear altogether. I agree with you. Um, now for for Rand- for Randy's generation, think about the people that they had though. I mean, obviously the big the big el- the elephant in the room for everything is like you have Cena, who was his generation's Hogan, Hogan essentially. Mm-hmm. So in that same grouping, though, you also had Randy, who his generation's HBK. I 100% can agree with that. Um, and then you got him like those two sandwiched in between two of the probably best monsters. Yeah. Of their generation uh, in Batista and Lesnar. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I, fuck like and if you want to get deeper how about you got you got shelton benjamin right mm-hmm. god out, underrated. and who's yep. and who's who's Grimly. this generation shelton benjamin i'll tell you who i think it is swerve oh i hope not i hope not shelton I, shelton's great but swerve i, I hope is the main eventer soon i that's the thing Shelton was never going to get main event level where in that company at that time. Yeah. But I'm talking no. how like how he works, how how fucking criminally underrated they were for years. Yeah. Because you know Swerve's been too. Yeah. He's only really fucking breaking that out now. You know where you see uh, see this like kind of change where people are like, <clears throat> oh shit, I didn't know he was that good. Yeah. And he has yeah. been for a while. Same thing with Shelton Benjamin. Yeah. He's that he guy was- where he's so fucking good. But just like nobody was really like giving him just that little bit of time to shine. Yeah. You know, so good on Swerve that he gets that chance now. He's, you know, he's fucking looked at as a top star at this point. Called himself the gold standard, man. Fucking Shelton Benjamin was the gold he, well, standard. Well, and he was. He was. Yeah. He definitely was. Under yeah. criminally, criminally underrated. So you we'll have, to, we'll have to do an underrated show one day and pull these guys out. So you can go, you can go down the list. I agree. Yeah, I'll agree. Randy, I would say is his generation's HBK, just in that overall goddamn, mm. like he could he he make anybody look like a million bucks. 
and he has. And he can all, and he can also make and he can all, he can also make anybody look like an ass. It's true. At yeah. any moment in time, he can make he can, oh, yeah. he can if he wants to fucking make you look stupid, dude. He can make you look fucking stupid without even breaking a sweat. Mm-hmm. He's just that good. Well, ladies, let's transition into our possible last thing now for the evening. Charles Manford Punk is back into the WWE. How do you book Punk going forward? I know you guys are Punk fans. I'll let you guys take this one. I mean, the obvious choice is Red or yeah, Randy uh, is uh, Seth. I mean, and I, but I think this. I, I you're not going to see it for Rumble. You're going to see that Seth and Punk is a mania type match, and I don't think you know. And, and fuck the title in it. You have a built-in feud slash grudge match that can steal a show any night of Mania just in the fucking hype alone because people are like, oh, they really hate each other. You know? Yeah. But Which They don't. That's awesome. They do. <laughs> I, you know, and, and look, and that's the thing. Even if they don't agree and see eye to eye on stuff, the thing about them, they're going to do business. Mm-hmm. They're going to, they're, you yeah. know, and a lot of it is because of where they're working right now and how much exactly DJ. Uh, the last thing Punk said on Monday night, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to I'm make, here to money. make money, to make friends. I'm here to make money. And I think that was, everybody was giving Punk shit about the raw promo and how, oh, look how PG it is, how tame it is. He's saying all the fucking, you know, WWE type shit. That was on purpose. You know, when has Punk ever done a promo that didn't have some major purpose behind it? And for something that sounded super generic, there was purpose behind that. And I think it was, number one, I'm here. Everybody knows I'm here, and don't be fucking fooled. Yes, WWE is going to keep a much tighter fucking lockdown on Punk and anything that happens backstage in AEW could ever dream of doing because Tony Khan doesn't run shit. You know, is it, is it fucking ironic that, you know, after punk shows up at survivor series, now all of a sudden it's like, well, Brian Danielson was the head of the fucking disciplinary committee. Really dude. Really? You're the owner of a fucking company and you're putting wrestlers in charge of everything. This is the shit that people have been saying. The inmates run the asylum there. I mean, come on. But besides that, I think that return, Punk's going to have his last run. Punk's going to work with Seth next. And he also has, you know, he also has other things to do there. You know, he's got, there's got plenty of options, but I think the big money, the big draw right now, Seth Rollins, everybody knows it. Everybody can see it heading in that direction. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're going to get. And I'm I'm for it, man. I want to see fucking Punk and WWE. I want to see him wrestle and just you know, just wrestle. Enough with the bullshit, man. Dennis. So yeah, like basically Joey K and I are on the same page here. I think we're gonna get Rollins versus Punk as your main event for night one of Mania. But see, the thing is, is um, with Punk being back, the best part about this is, is if you know, if Punk is, you know, if Punk has changed like he said he did in the beginning of that promo, and he can, he does business with WWE, it's a win-win-win for everybody. You know, Punk wins, 
the WWE wins because they get you know more money pumping in the system, and the fans win because they're going to get to see this guy they never thought they'd see, and it really puts WWE in a position going into WrestleMania where they've got a lot of options to play around with. Like I don't think I've seen a uh, 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 main you know like a main event like you know let's that you know their main event guys as many as they have because I mean you got Punk you know possibly Orton, you got Cody, you got Roman, you've got, you know, Seth and you've got Sammy and KO. And I mean, there's just, it's so good. And it's just this WrestleMania is with, especially with the inclusion of punk now being in the picture has a chance to potentially be one of, if not the greatest WrestleManias of all time. Wolfman Jack will say you. That's an interesting take DJ. I like that. Thank you. Um, so first, I'm going to start with a question. Anybody ever have a red hot relationship? I mean, just like the chick was so fucking hot. The sex was great. Everything was perfect. Like when you look back on it, you wish you could have made that work. But shit got toxic and you just fought all the fucking time. You know, it was just brutal. So you walked away mm-hmm. from it because you just couldn't fucking deal with it anymore. I can't. Right? Yeah. But then three, four years go down the road. You go three, four years down the road and you're in this vanilla relationship with this girl you really like and you just your mind goes back to that fucking crazy hot redhead that just tore your ass up. That's punk and WWE, folks. Mm. You know, when he says he's home and I and, and here's what I mean. Working under Vince McMahon couldn't have been easy. We know that there's plenty of people who didn't have his ear. If your name wasn't Taker. Cena, Austin, Rock, Hogan. He was going to throw you crumbs. He was going to make you promises. Sometimes he could deliver them. Sometimes he couldn't. But for the most part, Vince was about business. I actually spent some time this week. I have never, ever until this week listening to listen to uh, Colt Cabana's podcast. Not a fan of Colt Cabana. I just figured his podcasting was probably a lot like his wrestling kind of mid as Joey would say. Um, But I pulled up and listened to the, uh, the CM Punk podcast, you know, the one they all got sued over. Mm -hmm. When I listen to that, what I hear is somebody who basically was in love with the business, got to the top, his body broke down. He was tired. He wanted to enjoy time off, but because of the position he was in, he was really not allowed to because that's what, when you're carrying the belt, that's what they expect of you. Injured or not, you show up. When it got to the point where he just, he couldn't go on anymore and he just decided I'm not happy anymore, I got to go. All the frustration of that relationship poured out. He took a break. He's gone. Years go by. He decides to come back. And, you know, of course, I'm not going to go back to WWE. That's where I got sick. So I'm going to go sign with AEW, this new upstart. This is going to be awesome. I'm going to make money. I'm going to have opportunities to work with younger talent. I'm going to be able to help, encourage, push, work with great wrestlers that I want to work with. And then he walks in the door. And this bitch is crazier than the bitch he left. 
There's no rules. There's no accountability. There's no structure. There's no production. There's nobody there that knows what's going on. It's fly by the seat of your pants. The same way it was for Kevin Nash and Scott Hall and all those guys who left WCW or WWF that went down to WCW. The one thing they said was, you know, they couldn't even make coffee in that place because everything was so out of control and disorganized and crazy. Of course he came back to WWE. And I'm sure he is happy to be home. I'm sure when he walked in there, he walked in and went, man, here I can just be CM Punk. All I got to do is wrestle and work, which is what he wants to do anyway. Fuck all these people. With Was his, was his promo mid, PG, whatever the fuck it was? I don't know. He seemed like pretty sincere and honest to me. And to be completely honest with you, I don't really give a fuck. I'm a Punk fan. I like the way he wrestles. I like his ability to tell stories. I know that he's a fan, he's a fan and passionately loves the history of the business. Yes, he and does. he's a Chicago guy. And I will go into this in a little bit, but it's one of the reasons why I will fall. I don't give a, this guy could walk into the fucking arena and set the ring on fire and set in the middle of it. I'm still going to watch him work. The ring of because fire. Because to me, he, he, he's a modern day gladiator he just don't give a fuck he's not there for your approval he don't care that's why he can work heel or face you want to cheer him he's going to smile you want to boo him he's going to smile he just don't care he don't and when you have that kind of ability to not give a single fuck what people think Mm -hmm. there's nothing that can stop you you can accomplish anything and so i don't really you know i'm not really what are they going to do with them I have no fucking clue. I think he's going to have a feud with Seth. We'll see what happens after that. But I tell you what he is going to do with, with Triple H running the show. Anything that's said to him, if they say we're going to give you a Mania main event, he's going to get a Mania main event because it's Triple H. Mm-hmm. He's going to give what If Triple H says, I'll give you a title run, he's going to get a title run. It's just the difference in what is going on in WWE compared to what is happening in AEW. Jungle Boy still ain't back. Like he's fucking gone. MIA. No, you have you even heard about him? Nothing. Not, right? not since all in. Serena Deep. Serena Deeb. She's been having fucking seizures. Have you heard anything about her until she come out with the video? Britt Baker's bitching because she ain't getting time. Everybody there in that fucking that's working under Tony Khan has a bitch, except for the ones who are running the fucking card and the guys that he just signed, Adam Copeland and Ric Flair. And Jeff Jarrett's just glad he ain't fucking sitting at home with Karen all the fucking time. At least if he's got her on the road, he ain't got to talk to her 24-7. So I just wow, you know, you know, home is home, man. I you know. I, I, my family, the household that I grew up in, I fucking spent as much time away from there as I possibly could. But whenever I went home, I was always glad I was there. And that's, the, I, that's just how I look at it. Yeah, it was a fucked up relationship and they both made fucking mistakes. But if you're willing to come back together, make amends to do business for the right reasons. Yeah. They brought back Warrior. They brought back Brett. They brought, they back, brought back Hogan. They, 
all that. And I, I, and just throwing this out there, I was listening to, I've been listening to busted open this week. Cause they've been talking a lot about punk. One of the, the things that was said today, I think it was by bully Ray. Maybe it was yesterday's one hour. I don't remember, but he said he would love to see a match between punk Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman <coughs> in the middle of all of it. Think That'd about be, that story. Yep. And Curtis Axel. <laughs> and Ryback. Curtis. No, Ryback's done. Yeah, he's done, dude. He's still training to get. He's get, he's getting ready to go into AEW for like the last three years. He's been getting ready to. So. Uh, what a tool there. That's it. That's what I got. You know, I mean, I was glad to see him back. The pop was great. I love the way they did it. And uh, I'm excited to see what happens, man. Yeah. I, I've always, wanted, I didn't ever want him to go. So glad Fantastic. he's back. Fantastic. I'm not a punk fan, so I'm not going to give any take on the subject, but what I will do gentlemen is I will shift their gears since we are right at about a good hour right now. I'm going to shoot us straight into our offshoot which is our final thoughts, man. Who wants to start up tonight, Dennis? No, no, we got – fuck that. Oh. We got a question to answer. Oh, we got something else. Hey, man, if you guys want to do it, I was going to cut it because of time. Well, we don't have to go deep into it. I mean, I don't think there's a whole hell of a lot to answer on that, to be honest with you. All right. Well, obvious well, choice. Go ahead. Hmm. Yeah. Let, let's 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 cut the question to no let's go do it rapid fire all let's right rapid fire the question then the question is going to be what the up-and-coming iron claw movie what is a storyline or real live event in pro wrestling that's happening now that you can see be a movie within the next 20 or so years joey case says the obvious i want to hear his answer well i think the obvious thing has always been some type of movie about the whole Benoit thing. And yes, that there was a movie planned and that scrapped because of backlash to it. But in, as far as the pro wrestling world, we've actually been already getting this in the dark side of the ring seasons. We've already been kind of seeing all these stories play out. But my thing, my thing is mm -hmm. this, you remember that period of time in Hollywood where it was like, we got fucking walk the line. Yep. Ray, um, mm -hmm. didn't uh, Jennifer Hudson did the uh, Aretha Franklin movie. Yep. Um, you started to get bio, yep. a lot of biopics uh, of of people. Yep. I think that's what we're gonna start seeing with the popularity. I think that we, we might see from the Iron Claw. I think we're gonna see not so much like story or event stuff, but more of like biopics of guys. I mean, and you have a lot to kind of pull from, you know, you, you got it. Uh, obviously, you know, you, you start at the top, you know, who wouldn't pay to see a fucking Ric Flair biopic? Yep. Who wouldn't pay I to see? Say that. Yeah. Like who, that was my pick. Yeah. <laughs> Mine too. Yeah. I know Hem Chris Hemsworth is already tied to the fucking Hulk Hogan movie. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's that. Um, but even even more than that, look at the, the popularity of the movie The Wrestler, right? Great movie, fantastic movie, great fucking movie, yeah. really. And and I, you know, we know it, it was pulled a lot, you know, from 
real life material, obviously not a real wrestler and things like that, but there's yeah, a lot yeah. of similarities. There's a lot of truth to it. Right, right. Which is which I thought was great, and I love that movie. It's a fantastic movie. But I mean, I think even now you're gonna tell me you're not gonna see like a fucking John Cena biopic in like 15 years. You definitely can. A, a, a movie about the Rock's life, for sure. I mean, we already got a fuck. We got three seasons of a TV show of the Rock's life. Yeah. Like, well, you, you basically know? already got that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, like, there, there. I think it's. I think it's that more of that. You're gonna see a, a select group of guys who will get that type of biopic type movie. Page, fucking Page, wrestling with my family. She got. Yeah, I was just. You know, another yeah. good movie. Yeah, so like, that, it works. Dusty it, story would be good for a movie. Dusty story would be fucking great. A Terry yeah. Funk movie would be fucking awesome. Um, I remember this when WWE released the fucking DVD or Blu-ray of uh, uh, my name is Paul Heyman. Mm-hmm. Dude, nowhere around here. I had to drive like a half hour to go fucking find a store that had a copy of it in stock damn because i was yeah. so fucking i wanted to see it it's so he, bad. yeah he's in film yeah and and like fucking paul Heyman's life could be a fucking movie yep i mean yeah, yeah shit for that, sure you know all kind all that and dude shit. he's gonna go down as the best yeah he's gonna go down as the greatest wrestling manager of all time like it's him, Bobby Heenan. Uh, I mean, like I love, I love Taker's uh, Mount Rushmore that he did. Um, my only, my only yeah. probably gripe, I would switch out his Captain Lou Albano pick for Classy Freddie Blassie, and mostly because you know, was Gary Hart in that top five? No, no, yeah. I mean, Gary Hart's in my top five. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, he only gave four. It's Mount Rushmore. So he might have been yeah, five. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, sorry. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, Takers, yeah, I'm Takers sorry. Was, you're right. It's four. I apologize. Takers was um, uh, Heyman, Jim Cornette, Bobby Heenan, and Lou Albano, which is pretty fucking solid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I just, like, I'd switch out Albano for uh, for Gary Hart. I would, but that's just, me. yeah. And I would, and I like, I would that's do just the same, a personal, right? yeah. And for me, like it would be Freddie Blassie because I, I'm partial to that heel manager. And yeah. for me, I know Lou Albano was a heel manager as well, too, for mm-hmm. a while. But mm-hmm. his real big popularity hit in that fucking rock and wrestling era. Yep. Cindy um, Lauper. Yeah. Right, right. So mm-hmm. for me, I, I would go more heel and, and Freddie Blassie in the fucking, you know, 70s, early 80s was, I mean, the fucking you, the road warriors would the the road warriors would be a great biopic dude that would be a yeah. fucking good one that would be a fucking great i mean just the stories and then all the issues with hawk and the manager paul ellering like he was just yeah that'd be cool mm-hmm. yeah i mean dude they could they could do a whole fucking they could do a whole fucking movie about like the awa and like the fucking yeah. mid to late 80s you know all of it yeah yeah i mean, I mean so, like so yeah i think it's a, a more of a biopic thing i'm waiting for the eddie guerrero <laughs> biopic man 
It's another one. For me, yeah. for yeah, me, I would love to see that. For me, I, I would say they had that really good document. You say what? If I say who? Don't say anything stupid right now. Don't say anything <laughs> stupid right now. I'm, I, I would, if, if you think what I'm about to say is stupid, then if you break out honky tonk man or Rougeau brothers no, and shit, no, I'm putting no, you no, in. I want to see a Coco Beware biopic. Okay. Give me some credit, you fuckers. You're fucking fired if you say that. I swear to God. <laughs> no, honestly, I was going to say there's a really good documentary that's on Peacock about this guy that I'm going to mention. I think Kurt Angle would have a, be a great biopic. Uh, yeah, for yeah, sure. That would probably yeah. Be, yeah, for sure. That's a good one, DDJ. Yeah, for sure. I See? Mean, I think if they... Instead of shitting all over me you before don't get I get cocky my about it. <laughs> Hey, hey, hey. When somebody gives... Listen, I'm going to teach you something. When somebody gives you credit, don't keep talking. Just take the credit and shut the fuck up. Thank you, sir. May I hey, have man. another? <laughs> yeah, you will. If you say another dumb shit, I'm going to give you another. Fucker. Um, the Monday Night Wars... I, I think the money, like if they did a biopic just about the Monday Night Wars, just that'd be that era of pro wrestling. Yeah. I mean, it would be hard to pull off because you're talking about a lot of a lot of characters, characters for for the two companies. But I mean, mm. is there been a bigger time in professional wrestling than that era? No, no. you know I mean, how I'm, they, I'm not how a big hurry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead, man. I want to hear it. The the one way they can do that, it has to be Jordan-esque, right? It has to be seen from the eyes of somebody who didn't wrestle, but maybe somebody in the back, somebody who's maneuvering all these moves. Hey, we just lost the Outsiders to WCW, but we've got this coming in. Uh, hey, they just leaked our information yeah. on the win, and then they got people watching Foley on the monitor and winning, and people changing the channels, and they're like, oh, shit, we're yeah. spiking. That's, so that's like, how you so do you're something th- that big. So you're, so you're thinking like a Bruce Pritchard type maybe perspective? Yeah, somebody in that area. Okay. That's a good one. Dude, is there is there a bigger is there a bigger carny than Bruce Pritchard? No. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett, maybe. <laughs> you know, that might be an issue. I said carny, not asshole. Oh, <laughs> my bad. My bad. Jeez. Jeff Jarrett? Yeah. Be like a half hour episode, man. It'd be kind of hard to. His dad, his daddy was a great wrestler. His dad was a great wrestler, Booker, and then Jeff wrestled. You know what I would like, though, honestly, somebody that um I think has a very good story just because of how he cut in the business and uh everything he had to go to to get to where he's at now. I I would love an AJ Styles biopic. Dude, I got a great AJ Styles story. Okay. So back in the day, I used to work at a store, and um, one of the other managers there, I, it, it was like in passing. I was talking to someone else and brought up something about wrestling, and she goes, oh, yeah. She's like, I, I know a little bit about wrestling. She goes, you know a guy named um, AJ something? I was like, uh, AJ Styles, and this was the fucking TNA days, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, yeah. Before, I, I, th- I think even probably like, yeah, this was like 2005, 2006, AJ, right? I was right. like, yeah, yeah. He's I was a kid. like, He's yeah. A kid. He was a kid. He was, he was still doing that fucking, uh, <laughs> that fucking straight short hair choker. 
Yeah, I still don't know how he how he did it. That fucking running shooting star press that he looks like he shouldn't yep. be able to go over the top rope to the outside, but he does. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so she's like, Yeah, I know him. I said, Oh, that's cool. I was like, How do you know him? She goes, Oh, yeah, well, um, you know, we, we grew up and you know, we, we used to go to church and stuff, but he, he when he would come to town, like he would come to our church when he was in town and he would just he would have a need a place to stay so we would crash at our house when he was in the area wrestling and i was like no shit really and she's like nice. yeah she's like yeah he was super cool and super nice like but you know cuz aj's a religious guy like good for him like yeah. that's cool but um yeah like it just kind of was i was like so thrown off i was like wow this is the weirdest wrestling conversation i've ever had like <laughs> yeah like AJ, aj styles attended our prayer group and slept in my house because he didn't have a place to stay while he was on the road huh. wrestling oh okay cool. did. like good yeah. christians we let him in so i got <laughs> one more I, I good could. idea for a uh biopic before we go to our final thought jovan come what on about that? you're doing really about- good you're doing really. I got, you're doing really good tonight. Don't right. let us down. Mantar. Nope. Diamond Dallas Page. Ooh, that That's would be a good cool one, uh, man. I yeah, I love DDP. That'd be a good one. That would be a good he, one. He's like that guy. Like he didn't even get into the business until his thirties. Dude, and but, how many wrestlers has he saved from exactly? Themselves? Oh my yeah, god, dude. Yeah. I mean, he. You want to talk about and earned team. and yeah, earned everything say, he got. And I was just gonna say, you want to talk about you want to talk about a true rags the riches story in the world of pro wrestling? Mm-hmm. That's it right there. Yeah, that's like a yeah, fucking inspirational good. movie, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like, I like that. Tie tie it, Jesus. Hallmark to it, and uh, it'll get made. All right. Mm. Anybody else? I think he he worked in too many strip clubs to tie it to a Jesus <laughs> thing. But I don't know. <laughs> Maybe, oh God, but I don't know about for, Jesus. For forgiveness. <laughs> Forgiveness, forgiveness. Hanging and banging, as he used to say. <laughs> Gentlemen, it is time for the offshoot final thoughts, Ooh. where we are actually going to give our final thoughts. Who wants to start off tonight? I'll start. Go ahead. I'm going to say congratulations Ooh. to the Dallas Cowboys for finally, finally beating a team this season that had an over 500 record. Now, granted, it was the Seattle Seahawks who were only six and five before this evening's events, <laughs> as we are reporting on Thursday night. Um, and all I see is, see, Dak's the best quarterback in the league, hands down. Nobody can touch him. Really? Really? Dak Prescott has shredded the fucking worst defenses in the league this year. Yeah. They barely beat the Seahawks. The Seahawks put up 35 against the Cowboys tonight. Yeah, they had them in trouble. But for yeah, yeah, which is surprising team. because the, Dallas has one of the best defenses in the NFL, so I've heard. And that's what happened. No, dude, they actually do have a stout defense. Don't fucking shit on my team because of one bad game. But you've got a bad season. But um, what happened one, was. One. Yeah, yeah, dude, but I'm not talking shit about my team. You still think but, we got a chance. We're fucking nine and three. We mathematically do still have a chance. We're not three and nine like you. You're are. nine no, three no, and eight wins. Get in the play. We're four whoa, whoa. and eight. Damn it! Hold on, hold on. You're... Eight wins wait, wait, wait. came from nobody. It's a win. It doesn't matter. 
It okay, still me, gets you into the party. Let, let me clarify Dude, because he doesn't. Hold on, hold he on. Doesn't no, understand no, what no, I'm saying. Hold on. He's breathing in that deep, no, deep no. Detroit air now. What hold I'm on. saying is, yes, you're going to make the playoffs, but you don't have a chance. All you need to do is get into the dance. The 2007 Giants proved that. All you need to do is get to the chance. It doesn't fucking matter what happens. Get there and any given Sunday, anything can happen. So, yes, I'm still cautiously optimistic that my team that's been playing okay this season still has a chance because we're still technically, mathematically in to having a chance. Our season how, how wasn't dead by week that? four. How many times has how many Chicago won one? Same amount as you guys. So doesn't matter. Now, yeah, but I, like I said, I'm not sitting here talking about how good my team is. I'm asking you. He beat how Philly many that one year. Games is Dak Prescott won. He beat Philly in 2018 when uh, we lost that bullshit next game to the uh, Packers. But that's the whole thing. It doesn't matter. And you guys love to fucking jump our shit because you're so fucking hateful on your own team. Let me fucking enjoy my team season, goddammit. We're actually having, yeah, we're beating bad teams. We're fucking winning. I don't give Dude, a fuck look, if we beat bad teams. We could beat Toledo I'm a Bears, High School. No, I'm, a diehard, I'm a diehard Bears fan, but one of my most favorite things to do in football is make fun of the fucking Cowboys. Because so fuck so does Cowboys. everybody else. So guess what? You know, fucking gets tiring. What? But like I it's was It's like saying, you don't know me at all. Am I still on my final thought, you fucks? Yeah, give me a second. Y'all yeah, I haven't said anything. Oh, I sorry, buddy. Go ahead. But <laughs> while, yes... We do have a good defense. We have a stout defense. What Seattle did is something that me and my dad have been talking about for the last few weeks. They went at Bland. Bland has been best playing when he's off the ball. They went at him and put the motherfucker on his heels all game long, and it was successful, successful, successful until he finally learned how to pick off of his heels, which you know pretty much turned the tide for us to get that little bit of edge because we needed it. But that's the thing. All yeah, right, bro. shut the fuck up already. Go ahead, Philly. Fuck they're up. fucking awful. They're going to be awful. They're going to make the playoffs, and they're going to get bounced in the fucking first round again. <laughs> There's Jovan. Mouthful Aww. shotgun and toe in the trigger. I'm upsetting them. Oh, right. no. But look, in all seriousness, they've beat dumpster fire teams. And yeah, a win's a win. I don't fucking care. That's fantastic and great. But they ain't America's team. Because America don't fucking like the Cowboys. I hate to break the news to you, but they don't. Cowboys fans like to think that everybody loves the Cowboys, but everybody fucking hates the Cowboys. Number two is they ain't as good as everybody thinks they are. It's called fucking stat padding. When you're fucking putting up 300 yards or you know in the air and three touchdowns against not really good fucking defenses, like bottom half of the league defenses, bottom five defenses, yeah, great. I mean, good for you. Like, but you're not the fucking shit, dude. You're not as hyped as everybody, you know, all the Cowboys fans think you are. It ain't happening, dog. And you want to talk about dog shit? Hey, look, I'll be the first one to tell you, dude, these Eagles wins are some dog shit wins. But guess what? They're wins against the Cowboys, the Bills, the Dolphins. Coming the, the fucking Chiefs in Kansas City and coming on Sunday, probably another one against San Francisco. Ooh. So, you know, and, and everybody's like, oh man, the fucking Eagles are gonna shit the bed in this whole run. 
because this whole run they have nothing but like the best teams in the league all back to back to back to back. And they're still fucking pulling off wins. They're ugly wins. They ain't that clean. Jalen Hurts isn't looking like fucking Hurts did last year, but they're scraping together wins and they're making it fucking count. That's a team that's going to go to the playoffs and that's a team that's going to fucking win in the playoffs. There's a big difference. When you pull off scrappy fucking ugly wins against the top best of the best, that tells you who the best is. Like the four of us could probably go out and fucking beat the Panthers right now. Oh, my fucking know, man, my fucking it. my fucking bum ass hip, fucking DDJ just spinning around circles picking well, I mean, lines. Um, you could you do know, you could play running back. No, dude. What I'm thinking is is Javon you can fall be the down running back. The I'll be the I'll be the quarterback, <laughs> and Jovan and Dennis can be our offensive line because they're as big as five people. Those are some big fucking, cats, man. Just just stack them. I can't really run. He's like gonna that hand the ball to you. Like, but, well, you ain't gonna have to as long as they're in front of you. They're just gonna mow the fucking lawn, brother. Yeah, I'm gonna fucking. That's a that's a fucking tush push and a half, man. I'm gonna brotherly <laughs> See, shove those motherfuckers straight to hell. Let's go. Dennis gonna Dennis Dennis is gonna be on the offensive line like Bill Sapp in uh, or Bob Sapp in uh, the Adam Sandler movie. Be like, you know the so funny <laughs> funny story, funny story about that you mentioned uh, the longest yard. When the when Jovan and I got up Sunday morning, I turned on the TV. Jovan, what movie was on when I turned the TV on? The Longest Yard was playing, <laughs> and then when we saw yeah, that exact part, there's a part TV too. around. DDJ's gonna turn it on. Yeah, I still don't remember the part of my final thought that had the Longest Yard in it, but okay, that's cool. Go ahead, Joey. Keep finishing. You've been going. Sean, keep. I've been trying to finish, but you fucking morons keep talking and coming up with a hey. Guess what was on TV? <laughs> okay. Oh, let me talk about how good this fucking defense is. What? Shut the fuck up. Your owner said that the fucking, was it the Panthers win? Was like one of the greatest moments in Cowboys history or some bullshit. I'm like, dude, really? Being a fucking team that's more than one. uh, your, Your biggest achievement is beating a team that has one fucking win all season. Get the fuck out of here, you old delusional fucking cunt. Well, it was I the historical significance of the touchdown in that game. Oh, was it? Historically yeah. significant to fucking beat up on the Carolina fucking Panthers. Yeah. Oh, okay. De'Ron Bland, five interceptions uh, for a touchdown. Broke the, the record. Who gives a fuck? The Cowboys. I know they do. But guess what? I This is why I fucking hate those records and shit like that. You know why? <laughs> they, don't mean, they don't mean dick. They don't mean dick, bro. Do, does that do those does that that five, fucking five five interceptions return for a touchdown in a season mean that they're gonna win a fucking playoff game? No, it doesn't. Three hours later. Can you move? <laughs> hey, it'd be great if I stopped getting interrupted and then I could finish my final fucking thought. So anyway, congrats to the Cowboys for actually pulling off a fucking win against a team that was slightly over 500 today. Big fucking, big fucking deal. Absolutely. Oh, my God. It's astounding. You've climbed the mountain. You've peaked. Right there. Go ahead. Are we done? Are you done? 
I don't know, DDJ. Were you, were you going to talk about somebody at a fucking Waffle House now? Go ahead. Give me your final thought. Go ahead. No, tell, me about the wa- tell me about the waitress he stiffed. How about that for your final thought? God damn you. <laughs> <laughs> fucking go fund me for the waitress that fucking had to serve DDJ all night. She didn't even get a fucking couple bucks out of it. God damn. Go ahead. Go ahead. I made sure she got 20 bucks, dude. While she was leaving, I had to call her back. I'm like, wait, I got a tip for you. And, you know. <laughs> yeah, I got a tip for you. You should have spit in that guy's food. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, DDJ. I was just going to say, man, you know what? This whole thing with punk returning and stuff. Man, it's a really good time to be a wrestling fan. <laughs> Fasten your seatbelts because the road to WrestleMania is going to be a fun one. Yes, if you like punk. Uh, even go. if you hey, even if you don't like punk, there's so much that's going on right now, man. He's trying to fight everybody tonight, man. He is trying to fight everybody. It's okay. You're in your fight. You're in your fucking Detroit crack house bubble, just trying to fight everybody. Look at you. <sighs> fucking listen to one Eminem album, and all of a sudden you're like, "Yeah, eight mile bitch, what up?" <laughs> was that your full thought dennis pretty much i mean That's it's just fantastic yeah all right gentlemen much. <laughs> my uh my final thought of the night and i'm gonna be fairly quick with it um <laughs> thought of the evening is <laughs> nothing quick shit. about me, dog. <laughs> Ain't nothing quick happening here. <laughs> <laughs> My motherfucker died. Oh god. Um, I had a, I had a good final thought for tonight. I did, and then oh. all this happened, and I'm not really in the mood to talk about what I want to talk about. So, fuck me. i'm just gonna say we're thankful for everybody who tuned in to us over the weekend for the survivor series watch along um once again thank you to everybody at copeland's for your hospitality um we look forward to seeing you again for the rumble hopefully uh joey k we could figure out a way to get you down there maybe you know a dollar a day will get you there between now and then um what else do I got for you guys? Oh, uh, real quick, we are still trying to hammer out details about the charity auction sale that we're going to have to benefit Project Fat, uh, which is uh, Project Headspace and Timing uh, Veterans kind of nonprofit that I do want to make sure we get um, that up and going. So we are currently talking about getting that taken care of as well. And... Um, Last but not least, before I kick it to Sean, just once again, thank you to Jerry for actually showing up live and in color. Um, Not only was he great during the show, but um, he knew that I was kind of leery of driving back in a little bit of um, snow flurries. I'd never driven in that conditions before, so he kind of, you know, talked me through it. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, it was was a good all-around experience um, that weekend in Chicago and then back here. Um, peek behind the curtain 
If you ever wonder what Dennis has for breakfast on a daily basis, it's just a lot of fucking sugar. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering. I can't even. I can't even. Up, I can't even. He was wondering why he started to crash mid breakfast because the fucking carbs and sugars hit his ass so hard. Ooh. He hit the wall mid meal. I'm like, oh yeah, he's done for. Dude, literally, as soon as I got home from driving at, back home after breakfast, I literally I told my wife, I said, I'm going to take a nap. And I felt I passed out in the bed for like two hours. You had 3,000 grams of starch, man. You know what, though? Them fucking hash browns were top notch. He had Joey, he had hash browns. And what was it? Cinnamon roll pancakes? No, no. it was uh fucking Christ. Which no, one it was, was it? It was chocolate peanut. What was it? The chocolate peanut buttery whatever. Oh, crepes. What, what was it? It was like yeah, it was some shit with, that you would probably give chocolate, to a kid because it's got whipped like, chocolate cream, and whipped cream, cherries, bananas. But I'm surprised, but, but, Joey, I'm surprised he didn't have like a sucker sticking out of the top of it. But, but yeah. Joey, Joey, he did. He was a little sensible. He got the non-sweet tea and put his own sugar in it. Oh. <laughs> and I had the turkey sausage too. I'd, I'd be willing. Yeah, that turkey sausage sweet, yeah. wasn't sweet enough for him. Oh, dude, no, it was. The plate was like three thousand calories, but he got turkey sausage. So that's the important thing. Oh, that's cool. That really, uh, really. Uh, Offset fighting it, that, yeah. uh, fighting on the front lines against diabetes, there, bud. Way to be, yep. way to they be. Didn't, they didn't have diet coke, so we had to do his own sweetener in his tea. I don't, Sean, drink, I don't, yeah, I don't drink pop tea. anyway. So, what do you go oh, for, Sean? Pop. <laughs> or soda, excuse me. You know he's a Milwaukee Brewers fan. He's been up there a lot. Pop. There's just so much going through my head right now, but <clears throat> I digress. <laughs> um so I uh I've got uh a handful of messages this week from some people who watch the show and uh I'm fine. There was concerns and you know I mean I've talked about this stuff before like you guys know um that I uh I battle uh, mental health stuff. I'm pretty open about it. Unfortunately for me, like five o'clock, five thirty that afternoon, like uh, I felt an anxiety attack coming on. I kept trying to get away so I could get quiet um, before the show. And every time I walked out back, uh, just to take a breath and quiet my head down. Somebody needed something, or somebody wanted something, or uh, I think that you know, homeless guy came back and started talking to me about post offices and shit like that. And, you know, I, I, I pretty much just was doing everything I could to get through the show, which is why I didn't really remember a lot of it. Um, and I apologize for that. I know um, I was off my game and I apologize for that. Um, it's just, it's been a tough a tough week. <clears throat> you know, uh, around 2010 is when I initially met DDJ. I don't know if I've ever told you guys the story or why I'm 2010. A fan. Yeah. 
Was it that long that's ago? We, yeah, that's when we first met in uh, the round table. Damn, bless you. I thought it was like 2015 or 2014, 2015. No, You've been we, we up became this motherfucker for 13 yeah. years. 13. Yeah, but initially we were we were in the same wrestling group and we had a couple of interactions, but it just seemed like every wrestling group that I moved into, uh, Dennis would eventually become a part of it. And then I think when we really became friends was in uh, Last Man Standing. Yeah, that sounds about I think right. That's when I met you and Pat, and then when, like when we really started interacting. Um, but around that time, I, uh, I I'd been in a relationship for ten years with my youngest son's mother, and we had separated. And my drug addiction at that point was pretty much out of control, and uh, a lot of shit happened. You know, jail and 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 a lot of things that I'm not proud of. Um, and I remember I was starting to get clean. And I was just one of those days where I just really wanted to get high and I was doing everything I could not to. And for whatever reason, pro wrestling popped in my head because it's always been something that um, I loved my entire life, but I had kind of gotten away from watching it. And I remember like picking up my phone and going on Facebook and like, I wonder if there's wrestling groups. They had groups for everything. And uh, I joined a wrestling group, and uh, that's when I met Ken Tatone. The very first, within the first hour, I was on Facebook. Ken Tatone uh, started talking to me, and I think we talked for like three hours. And then he introduced me to Chris Cucciara, which is the the other wrestling group that I'm an admin in, and then I helped start. It's called CCW Chris Cucciara Wrestling. Um, and Chris was a recovering addict and there was a lot of late nights and two o'clock in the morning conversations. And, and we lost Chris, he OD'd, took his own life. Um, 2015, 2016, I don't remember, but we lost him. But Chris was, he was like, you're a Chicago guy, right? And I said, yeah. He goes, have you ever heard of CM Punk? Never heard of him. And he started sending me links and videos. And at one point I got a box in the mail with like all of his ring of honor DVDs. And there was a promo that he cut when he was in ring of honor on Raven. You remember the promo where he talked about Raven wasted his life on drugs and his career and all this stuff. And it, I mean, it just turned into being like one of his biggest promos while he was there. It was like, and I just remember like latching onto that guy and just being like, if I don't know that I could ever be straight edge because I'm never going to be that guy that doesn't try to take the edge off some point somehow. <clears throat> but, you know, I, I became a CM Punk fan and it was like something that helped ground me. And it kept me watching wrestling and it kept me away from the shit that was getting me in trouble to the point where I was wearing his merch. I bought his hoodie, you know, all of it. Um, every time that guy succeeds, I feel better because, you know, I hate doing this shit every day. It's just tough. It's hard to 
to get up when you don't want to get up. It's hard to fight off this shit all the fucking time. If it wasn't for you guys, I don't know what I'd do. I'm sorry. Sorry, right, man. Dude, you don't I have to apologize I, I, I for anything. I, I, I love this stuff, and it's the only thing that, besides my wife and my kids, it's the only thing that keeps me going and keeps my head on straight. And, you know, laughing with you guys and joking with you guys and, you know, listening to Joey K ramble and rant and fucking go nuts on the Cowboys. And it's just like the <laughs> highlight of my week, man. It's it really is. It don't you know, encourage him. Do being able to do the stuff that we've been allowed to do and the stuff that we're going to be allowed in the future and and everything. I just, uh, you know, I'm sorry. Last weekend happened. It was bad timing, and if I could have stopped it, I would have. Um, but you know, that's the reason why. And I just, you know, I. It's just easier to explain it here than it is to send out a bunch of messages to people that, you know, I just didn't want to keep typing it over and over again. You know, it's not a joke. When I say I have health, mental health issues, it's real. You know, I mean, it's very, very real. And sometimes it's just really, really hard. And this week has been tough. I mean, it's been really tough. But every single one of these guys have checked on me. There's not going to be a uh, Jerry's checked on me. My wife is constantly concerned. I am a very, very lucky man and I'm very, very grateful to have the people in my life that I have because there was a time when this kind of shit was much harder because I was doing it all by myself. So just want to thank you guys and tell you I love you and, you know, I'm going to get up tomorrow and then I'm going to get up the day after that, and I'm just going to keep getting up. You know. Yes, I love you guys. Love you too, love bro. You too, Sorry, bro. Keep, keep stepping, man. Keep stepping. <laughs> Hit the exit, Dennis. All right. Good luck at everything they have coming. 
Give it a shot, shooters. Get your superpowers on and get your comments from our friend Jimmy who listens just like you. Attention wrestling fans and fans of Shootin' Shit Podcasts. You can now be one of the cool kids by going to ProWrestlingTees.com and buy the official Shootin' Shit t-shirt. Buy it now and be there at ringside. Be sure to check us out on YouTube at www.youtube.com slash at S-H-O-O-T-I-N-G-S-H-T. Find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash groups slash S-H-O-O-T-I-N-S-H-T. Check us out on TikTok at S-H-O-O-T-I-N-S-H-I-T. And you can buy your official shoot and shit shirt at www.prowrestlingtees.com slash S-H-O-O-T-I-N-S-H-T. And thanks for watching.